Welcome back to Coffee, Bacon, and Other Sacred Things. Once again, I am your host, one of your hosts. I always do that. I'm your one of your hosts, Pastor Chris Gravison. I'm the guy that I push a few buttons and, and make some smarmy remarks, but most of the time, I'm, I'm the one that's preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to our radio show, you're quite the opposite. You push a lot of buttons on that yeah, show, that. including mine sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, I, I actively avoid that on the radio, st- on the podcast, though. Our but, listeners are thankful for that. And you are hearing the sultry sounds of, of the voice of my wonderful and talented <laughs> co-host, Miss Joyce Adams, is with us. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleased to be here. So we're working on, we're, we're keeping up with, uh, keeping on our subject of uh, spiritual warfare. And yes, again, Frankie is with us. Hopefully he will not... Um, he, he'll be he got the leash put put on him yes so, and usually calms him down to where he knows he can't go wandering around yeah sniffing on things and that's that's troublesome to me too and and hopefully he can't see me gesticulate because <laughs> that's what he was doing last week it was every time i moved my hands he's like what what you got food you okay? are we do dumb and so he thinks you want to play or pet him or some stupid thing I don't he's, know. Such he's a, a dog boy. we need to get some not just him but we need to get some pictures of him and bear together and put them on the podcast it, yeah yeah oh i, I didn't I, I i should say that we have a facebook page coffee bacon and other facebook coffee bacon and other sacred things podcast facebook page you can go and like and follow us there we put different goofy things on and you can get a link to this if you if if you don't know how to if you want to suggest to one of your uh some we put a link on every episode on that too, so you can go there. Good grief! Yes, because I have a few very untechnological friends who have failed at finding a yeah. link. It's the easiest it. way, really. Yeah. Just go to the Facebook because everybody, most people, are at least somewhat comfortable with Facebook. Mm-hmm. Just go to the page and and click on it. And what's funny is that I get so tongue tied. I am a man who is paid to speak, <laughs> and you're usually not at a loss for words. <laughs> no, no, I'm 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 loquacious. I'm just not necessarily eloquent. So <laughs> throwing them their big words out there again. Yeah, the, the easiest way to, to to listen to the to the podcast is on Facebook, but we are also available on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on uh, Amazon Music. We are on uh, Heart uh, iHeart Radio, Podbean. And there's one more crud. I didn't... Spotify? <laughs> Spotify! That's it! <laughs> I knew there was one more. <laughs> so I've gone to great lengths to get us on all these formats. And, uh, and so recommend it. Share it with your friends. You know, pass the word. Because we have a lot of fun. But we're, we're speaking the word of God. And we're talking about very important things. Sp- spiritual warfare is no small thing. It is, it's, it's a, life is spiritual warfare to the Christian. And so um, last week we talked about um, how you know, the the enemy is is loves to play with our minds and that our sinful nature our fle- we're talking about really uh, warfare with the flesh and we we fight our spiritual battles on three fronts we we fight our our own flesh our own bodies our sinful nature we um, wrestle against the world and its culture and its ways of doing things and then we have Mister Satan who is never to be taken lightly. You know, uh, uh, no. 
No, never take him lightly. But the thing is, he uses the world and our flesh against us. He he messes with us, and he know he knows our weaknesses. He know something I thought about the other day. He knows our childhood traumas. And it's true. And childhood trauma is one of the strongest things that you know it, it, it's the hardest thing to get over because it's been there the longest. And you know, all of us have that. Um, some of us, some people are are wonderfully able to shut it off and 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 lead a, a you know a regular life and good. But there are pe- a lot of people who daily struggle with what happened to them when they were a kid or a teenager or, or something, or or even adult trauma is the same thing. And he knows all that. He caused a lot of it. I have no mm-hmm. doubt. Um, so he knows how to push our buttons. He knows you know what is going to make us feel fear and or angry or or hateful that's what he deals in those those are very dark emotions fear hatred and anger are very dark things and that's where he uh he excels because um satan and um his demons despise humans with every fiber in their spiritual bodies we cannot comprehend the hatred that they have for us and so they are going to mess with us and in 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 every way that they possibly can. So we, we talked about how, uh, last week, how we, uh, we wrestle with our, our sinful nature, but we can overcome it in Christ. That Christ will, uh, we, we are saved through the blood of Christ. The Holy Spirit um, enters us and guides us. And we can reach a point that we simply love God more than ourselves. We talked about entire sanctification that we love God more than, than ourselves, that we simply lose the desire to sin. Doesn't mean we can't be tempted. Doesn't mean we can't put our foot in it. <laughs> um, like the joke that I told a couple weeks ago that I just, I'm still <laughs> leave, living down. Like we always say, we have a radio show that we do locally. And I was reading a, a joke as, I was, as it was scrolling across, my, scrolling across my screen. And I didn't realize what the, what the punch punchline was and i said what's the difference between my wife and a battery a battery has a positive side and oh i regretted that so bad instantly instantly <laughs> within two minutes brenda was texting me saying really really <laughs> we had to wonder if the locks were being changed <laughs> we had callers call in about that we met a lady uh, who listens to our radio show a couple days later, and she looked at Brenda and said, yeah, he really put his foot in it a couple of days ago, didn't he? That just kind of went all over the place. <laughs> so, well, you're when a person who usually is enthusiastic about life, and you mm-hmm. speak your mind a lot of times when yep. you should put oh, the brakes just, on yeah. a little bit. <laughs> say, mm, should I really say that? Yeah, there's a lot of times that's open mouth, insert foot. And, you know... But that doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean I am not sanctified. I'm not loved by God. It does not mean that I'm. Per- it just means that I'm not perfect, and that you know, in, in making that joke was not a sin by any stretch of the imagination. But it sure got me in trouble. But the idea of perfection being perfect is an unrealistic goal to set yeah. for yourself. You're no, no one in the, on this earth right now is perfect. No, and but it. That's one of the things about the Nazarene Church is we do believe you. Know, Entire sanctification is part of a doctrine of Christian perfection. Now, there's that's the word that so many people get hung up on is is Christian perfection, and it does not mean that we're perfect. It, you know, it does not mean that we're never going to sin again. That we're just oh, 
you know, just <laughs> Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Holy walking through the world. Right. It does not mean that. It means that you reach a point that you're loving God more than yourself. So you are perfect because you. The word perfect in 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 biblical a biblical term for perfect uh, means to fulfill your purpose. And if a, a vase could be tattered and beaten up. But if it holds water, it was designed to hold water and put flowers in. If it holds water and, and supports the flowers, then it is, by biblical terms, perfect because it is fulfilling its created purpose. If we are worshiping God in every aspect of our life and giving glory to Him in every aspect of our lives and walking um, filled with the Holy Spirit and choosing on a daily basis not to sin, then we are fulfilling our purpose in the kingdom of God, and therefore we are um, walking in Christian perfection. That's an excellent way of putting it, because it troubles a lot of people, mm-hmm. very troublesome to people, and it, it keeps them from loving God and from being part of the God's uh, oh, yeah. kingdom. Think of it this way. I've genuinely been entirely sanctified for the last 15 years or more, and I ain't perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wonderful and I'm beautiful and I have the awesome. Ah, but <laughs> I knew you were gonna have to throw the A word in. <laughs> this guy thinks the word awesome was invented for him. <laughs> you mean it wasn't? <laughs> oh, I love me. I'm just so wonderful. <laughs> that sound was uh, my eyes rolling. Yeah. Did, you, did you hear the click? <laughs> All right, so uh, today we're going to talk about um, a, how a holy life is spiritual warfare. That you know, we, we have three um, acts of grace in our lives, we, in, in our walk with Christ. We have justification, where we come to believe in Christ. We have the entire sanctification that we just talked about. And then we have glorification, that when we get to go home. And I don't care how I get there. You know, it's like, I don't care how I die. I, you know... As long as I get to go home, that's all I care about. It's it's Cecily and Corinna that have a problem with with how and the how and the when. <laughs> so that's because they're young. <laughs> yep, very young. Uh, but uh, so we have but we have justification, and then we have spiritual warfare, and then we have entire sanctification, and then we have more spiritual warfare up until glorification. So the holy life is spiritual warfare, and but at the same time, a life of holiness is still our greatest. Um, our greatest weapon, I don't want to say weapon, but um, defense. De- defense against spiritual warfare. If we're walking in, in oneness with God and we are not sinning every day in, in, you know, in thought, word, or deed, and we define sin by a willful act of a known law of God, and if we're walking in that thing, then Satan doesn't have a foothold in our lives. He's going to try. And he's going to come at us with everything we, he's got. Um, we, we talked about how um, I've, spelt, I've felt under attack since we um, posted the first episode. And it's just been one thing after another. It's like declaring warfare. Yeah. It's with, like we, with another country, yeah. you know, you're allowing them to arm themselves mm-hmm. they, and attack you. And he goes after your weak points. And so it's, it's, it's been a lot of hassle. But you know what? It, we, we persevere in the name of the Lord and and for His glory. So a holy life is spiritual warfare, and, and a, it's a, a big part of the beauty of the gospel of Jesus is living a holy life, that we have a choice, that 
we live in the Holy, with the Holy Spirit inside us, and He directs us. That's why we have a choice whether or not to sin. That's how we can come to not, 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 not sin ever again, but not sin in thought, word, or deed every day. We, that it, we, he directs our choices, that we don't have to sin. But the sinful nature and the world and the devil will fight us at every turn. It's, just, we, it's, it's an accepted thing. They're, they're, they're going to tempt us. They're gonna try, especially Satan will try to confuse us and push us towards sin and away from God. And their biggest, the biggest tool is to make us question the validity of, this, of um, the Bible and the, the Word of God, the inspired Word of God. And that's what spiritual warfare really is, is, um, is all these things working together. And we are going to get eventually to talking about actual demons. And, and um, I've never been part of an exorcism before, um, praise God! I never wanted, never wanted to. Do to that. That's for sure. That's why I say, you know, if anybody walks into my office and levitates, I'm calling the Catholic Church. I'm not dealing with it. You just go. We're gonna take a picture for Facebook first. Yeah. <laughs> so you're already levitating. Just float your carcass over to the. No. <laughs> okay. That's sorry. That's a little bit too much to me. But um, uh, we'll talk about that more. And um, I listen to um, a couple of different podcasts I've been doing a lot of studying on that it's fascinating um, to know to, to see and to, when you when you study I guess it's just demonology when you really get into it which I don't recommend uh, unless God is really pointing you to that and 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 uh, which I think he really has for me but um, the the cool thing about it is is you you do learn just how powerful um, demons are and and what they can do, but you also see what they are, how they are limited, and how the power of God is the one is is what keeps them at bay. And the power of God is so much greater than anything the enemy could ever do to us. And and so glory to God. So if, as we walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we can walk in victory. We can walk in sin and or walk without sin. And and not immune from the devil's attacks, but protected from them. And um, we we kind of have to put away. We re- really do have to kind of put away our old self, the self that is dominated by the sinful nature, and we put on our new self, the self that's led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Paul says that in Ephesians. He says you were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its sinful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Glory to God. Put away our old self and our sinful ways. And that's, you know, it, it's, it is a personal responsibility. It's, it takes personal effort. We're just not going to do it by ourselves. It's going to be through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the whole thing right there. Is, is the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And Ephesians 4.27 says, and do not give the devil a foothold. The King, the King James Version says, uh, don't give place to the devil. And that's a, that's a really interesting thing because when we come to Jesus, the penalty for our sin is paid, period. We are bought and paid for with the blood of, the blood of Christ. Satan has no, long, no, no longer has any legal claim on us at all. Okay, when we're living in sin, yeah, he's got the, the legal, uh, legal right to us all you, completely because we're not walking in Christ. As we are 
um, as we become uh, Christians and we believe in that, no, he loses all legal. We are adopted into the family of God with all the rights and privileges, which means Satan has no legal claim to us whatsoever. But Paul's warning of saying, neither give place to the devil, don't give the devil a foothold, it's talking about when a believer exercises his or her own will over the will of God. We choose to sin. We choose to violate a known law of God. And we commit these fleshly sins. As soon as you do that, you've given place to Satan. You've given him a legal right to get his foot in the door. And that's and that is where we can we can walk in such defeat in our lives because we've given through our own sin, we have given Satan a foothold in our lives. It literally means to claim practical ground to Satan's activity in your life. And through sin, Satan makes his way into a believer's life and gains a foothold. It's just that, um, it's just that plain. It's not simple, but it's just that, that, it's just that. Golly, one of these days I'm going to learn to finish a sentence. <laughs> and again, we talked about last week an, an amazing book that I have read and reread uh, many times. It's um, The Adversary by Mark Bubeck. Yes, it is available anywhere you can buy uh, Christian books. And he says... Although a legal claim of Satan against us was canceled at the cross, a believer's willful indulgence in fleshly sins gives the enemy a place or a claim against us that he can and will exploit. And that, we don't think about that a lot. We don't think about what we're opening ourselves up to um, when, we're, when we sin. Because it can come to the point, especially with habitual sin, that a a, a a Christian can become into a state of legal bondage to Satan. This is where it's not just a foothold; it becomes a stronghold. It's like a a, a stone tower that has been, or even a stone city that has been built in, built up um, in our lives and in our spirit, a spiritual city that's been built up in our hearts and our lives that um, we that we can't shake him from. We get there by totally surrendering to sin and, and yeah. committing ourselves to living a sinful life. Yeah, and when you've got a stronghold in life, it doesn't mean that you are no longer a Christian. It doesn't mean that you've lost your salvation. It means that that, uh, that you you so often will live according to Satan's will rather than your own, and uh, or and rather than God's. And you'll he it, it is kind of a spiritual control in an area of, belie- of, of a believer's life that becomes that stronghold of Satan. Uh, some experts um, refer to it as demonization, that most, um, most people believe that a, a, a Christian cannot be possessed. A true believer cannot be possessed by the enemy because our soul is bought and paid for. It's no longer his, but we can, uh, it's no longer open for, the, for Satan to possess. But we can become so influenced by Satan, by the strongholds, by and many people have long-term uh, strongholds in their in their hearts and in their lives from Satan that start with stuff that was never their fault. The, you know, they that we talked about child trauma, childhood trauma is is a powerful way for the enemy to get into your life and 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 trick you. Well, if and you teach look into demonic possession, a lot of the cases of demonic possession our alleged de- demonic possession, are children, mm-hmm. young people, teenagers. But even in that case, um, the, 
the yeah they start with that but at some point the believer makes a conscious choice to get to to uh, to sin that they know yeah childhood trauma can give you a lot of tendencies and i i i and I understand that, but doesn't take away your freedom of choice, and you can't blame childhood trauma on you can't blame current sin on childhood trauma when you know what you're doing is wrong. And now, there are people who will argue with there's there's going to be people who argue with me, and every word out of my mouth just because they like to argue. I like argue, yeah. Yeah, but then again, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you know, that's. That's where we're going. Is is that it's a demonization? It is a a a, a, a great power that Satan holds over a, a believer and and keeps them from from truly having freedom in Christ, from having victory over sin, having any sort of uh, mental or spiritual peace. And there's a lot of ways to deal with it. And um, but it it starts. It will always, always, always start with confession. You have to admit the, the the sin in your life, and it it all it's also going to be nine times out of ten these things go with a lot of counseling, and a lot of spiritual prayer, and uh, laying on of hands. And I'm I kind of getting getting ahead of myself here a little bit, but um, but even so, even for those um, who suffer from demonization or have strongholds in their lives of, of Satan, there is hope in Christ. Glory to God, there is hope in Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension, pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. When a stronghold of Satan, yes, it starts with sin, but it is also a belief. It's a belief that it, it's fed by him telling us, you can't break this. You cannot do this. And so that's what we mean by we demolish arguments against every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We have freedom in Christ. We have freedom in the Holy Spirit to break free of, uh, of sin and death. And we take captive those thoughts, and that's a that is a, a scripture that I quote on such on a, almost a daily basis. That uh, I have ADHD, so it's really easy for the enemy to distract me or distract myself. And when I'm struggling with, especially when I'm working on a sermon or I'm doing some study for the um, for the church, um, I will you know open with a prayer of saying, "Lord Jesus, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will take every thought." captive and make it obedient to you that I will have focus that I will have um, uninterrupted thoughts of you and he honors that prayer um, so beautifully in so many ways I just I give all glory to him um, but it is the objective truth of God's word that defeats the lies of the enemy and it, it's the objective truth that we have victory over sin that def- that breaks these strongholds it's by praying in the spirit of God that we have the authority to pray for and with one another to break the power of the enemy. And some of these strongholds are very, you know, are, are, are just that. They're very strong. They're very powerful. 
And they take a lot of prayer. They take a lot of retraining of the flesh and, 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 and a lot of laying on of hands with other brothers and sisters and confessing our sins uh, and, and seeking forgiveness. It, it's, it's powerful, but that's what we have to do to break free of the enemy's control. And it is proclaiming in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I accept my position of being mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And this is all from, I got a lot of this from The Adversary, the book The Adversary. So I want to give credit where credit's due. I don't want people to think that I'm plagiarizing or everything like that. There ain't nothing that I'm talking about today that I didn't get from somewhere else. (laughs) So (laughs) I just can't remember. This is a three or four year old um, uh, sermon notes that I'm using. I don't know how much I actually wrote down of what the book actually says. But no one needs to stay in bondage to Satan. The, the, the power and the authority of Christ Jesus can break any stronghold of sin. And I just give all, that's, again. That's very encouraging. Yeah. Because yeah. I was there myself, mm-hmm. you know. I figured, ah, I've done so many sinful things and I'm just immersed in it. I'm just going to go through life like this. Yep. I but, give myself over to, to evil and to mm-hmm. be in that way. But that's not, that doesn't have to be. In many ways, it's, just, it's, it's the, real, the realization God fixes that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it takes faith in Christ and it takes trust. But God, God takes care of us and loves us. So what do, we, what do we do in waging war? Okay, How do we wage our spiritual warfare against our own sinful nature? And there's, I kind of boiled this down to three. Well, I, multiple books I looked at um, can break it, breaks it down into three different things. And I've added a little bit to them. This is so, let's just get into it. Um, we walk in, we, we, our walk in Jesus has to be a walk of honesty. It has to be a walk in death. And death to sin and death to ourselves. You know, Jesus says, you, you, want to, you want to follow me, take up your cross, deny yourself daily, and walk, in me, and, and, and walk with me. Um, so we're walking in honesty, we're walking in death, and we're walking in the Spirit. So a walk of honesty, really what we're talking about is being honest with yourself and being honest with God. It's really funny how we all can be tricked into thinking, God really doesn't know about that. You know, I'm hiding this over here. I'm not going to do it. it <laughs> God knows our every thought even. That, mm-hmm. That's something to consider when you're yeah. thinking bad thoughts. You know, God knows. Uh, one quote um, from, I believe it's the, the layman's, a layman's look at uh, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, I, I In fact, I quoted it just the other day in my sermon uh, that, God hears our intentions as much as he hears our, our words. He knows our intentions. He knows, yeah, Satan and, and demons know us. They know our triggers, but God knows us even better. He created us. He loves us with every, he loves every fiber of our bodies. He knows us better. He hears our intentions as clearly as he hears our words. So we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with God. We have to admit that temptations to sin are stronger. Some are, some are stronger than others. That you, you have a place in your life that you're, um, that you're weak. That if you grew up and spent you know, years looking at pornography or, or, or sexualized images and stuff like that, that even though you don't do that anymore, that could really be a weak place in your life that the enemy's going to tempt you. Or if you grew up with um, parents that drank or, or drank too much, 
that that's going to be a weak point for you. And the enemy will work at that. So it's it, it some sins are stronger. Some temptations to sin are, strong, are stronger than others. You just got to admit it. Admit that you struggle. That the Holy Spirit wants us to be honest. Holy Spirit is telling you, trust me. He already knows. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. There's no saying it's not that bad. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my daughters are so sick. The teen, the teenagers in this in this church are so sick of me saying. It's if it's not that bad. Just because it's not that bad, it means it's still bad. <laughs> yes, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, dingwits, grief. It, it, what that is is it, that's pure justification. Yeah. And and again, that's a tool. That's a tool we use, and it's a tool that the enemy uses against us too. Absolutely. So we just admit that we struggle. That the Holy Spirit uh, already knows it, but we just we have to own it. And you know. It, it's interesting. I want to talk about one of the lists of sins that Paul gives us in Scripture. He gives us a lot of sins, and Jesus did the same thing, that we need to guard ourselves against. Galatians chapter 5, verses 17 to 21, talks about the works of the flesh. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures. This is from the New Living Translation version. Lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, Jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension. Dissension is is disagreement to the point of resentment and and uh, discord. Um, and division, division in churches is 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 rampant, and it's it's mm. a horrible thing to have to deal with. And then there's envy and drunkenness and wild parties and other sins like these. It's amazing to me how many people will look at. They'll look at the the top and the bottom of that. They'll look. Oh well, I don't. I'm. I. I don't cheat on my spouse, so I'm not into sexual immorality or impurity or lustful pleasure. I'm doing none of that, and I don't. I don't get drunk, and I don't go to wild parties, so I'm good. You know. <laughs> no, no, no. There's middle stuff. Uh, you know, outbursts of anger, or selfish ambition. This is this is wanting. You know, there's nothing wrong with ambition. As long as it's ambition for the glory of God, if it's just so that you get what you want. Idolatry is another kind of gray thing where, you know, you can idolize money. You can idolize uh, beauty. You can idolize You can idolize your you family. Have. Yes. You can idolize your family and your children. If, if, uh, if your children, if I, and, and I don't, I want, this is a, a difficult thing for people to think about sometimes. Um, if your children take the place of what you know of God in your heart it's it, it's it's very easy to do the way our country and and the church just you know wants the fam talks about the family and 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 how good it is and how God wants us to have a family and there's nothing wrong with that but it can come to a point well I, I've known a couple of different people that says well you know well they applied to be a missionary, but they send us. They they're going to send us to this place. Well, that God doesn't want me to go to that place because my children wouldn't be happy there. God wants you to go where you need to 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 spread the gospel, and your children will will go with you, or you can leave them home for a few months. Oh, that's a controversial one. That, so, yeah. and, and it's it's hard to. I had it's one of those things that I had it in my mind, and as soon as I started talking about a better example, it's gone. Yeah. Um, Welcome to my life, ADHD. <laughs> um, but anything can become an idol in our lives that we mm-hmm. put in front of God, that we justify in front of God. And jealousy is another ugly one. Ugh. That can eat up a person, absolutely eat them up. Mm-hmm. It's ugly. 
It's ugly, and, very and, ugly. And so, the, and and you you can have it and not even know it. And and you, gossip is one. Oh man, yeah. What the what what other people call gossip, the church calls prayer requests. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and I and I've known I've known a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people say, "Well, if you um, people have a unspoken request, well, if you're not going to tell me what it is, I'm not going to pray for it." That just, <laughs> dude, really? <laughs> you're not going to pray for somebody because you're not getting the juicy details seriously. Yeah. Uh, but it's just we're we're all human. We are all imperfect. Um, I'm not justifying anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's a reality. I'm not. I'm not standing in judgment of anyone because I struggle with my things too. But confession and, rep- and repentance are always the first step for Christians who are struggling with sin, and it's being honest about it. It's it's admitting to God, and if the Spirit prompts you to admit it to a brother or sister in Christ, make sure they're a safe brother or sister. You. you Otherwise, it's gossip. Yeah. It's fueling gossip. Well, no, no, no. It's it's yeah. They're they're going to use it as gossip. Yes. Um, I always encourage people to talk to their pastor. Um, pastors are trained in confidentiality, and you know, the the rule of thumb for me is if you if you tell my tell me something, uh, you know, tell me whether or not I can tell my my sweet wife because I I can process things with her, but um, you know, I I don't. I don't even tell my wife unless I have expressed permission from the person talking to me. And a lot of people say, no, I'd rather you just... Great. And I'll tell Brenda, y'all need to be praying. That's all you need to know. You be praying. And that kills Corinna. Oh, she wants to know. (laughs) But she's also amazing and and understands. Once again, I have to say she's young. Yeah. Very young. She's awesome, though. She is awesome. Very Totally awesome. But, um, But someone... Have someone to, in, in your life that can lovingly hold you accountable if you're struggling with this, that you meet with on a, on a regular basis, that you um, can talk about it, that they can, you know, preferably somebody who's older or at least more mature in the faith than, than you are. And you can build that bond and, and, and grow in that and, and grow and strengthen from that. So that's what we're talking about when, uh, when we're taking a walk of honesty. Um, you, you just admit you, you struggle. You admit defeat, okay? You've been defeated in this, in this part of your life many times. Don't be ashamed. Just be honest about it. Then we get to a, the idea of a walk of death. And this is uh, Galatians chapter 5, uh, 24 and 25. Again, New Living Translation um, says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. This is the idea that we are we are dead to sin, that God ha- or Jesus has give has given us freedom from our sin. God has forgiven us of our sins. He has declared us righteous, and therefore we don't have to go back to that. That, that doesn't have uh, power over us anymore unless we give it power. And Romans chapter six says, "Count yourselves dead to sin." And you know, success in spiritual warfare is really done by the again the objective facts of Scripture, not through subjective feelings. And I wish I had the the um, the Scripture that says you know feelings are just deceptive. Our 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 hearts are deceptive, but faith always proceeds on the basis of absolute truth, not 
vague wishes and emotional desires. That's a quote from Bubeck. Um, but war against the sinful nature has to proceed on the basis of truth and applying that truth to our lives. And the truth is that we have victory over sin. We, have, we are dead to sin. And that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. He died bearing our sins on his body. He didn't sin, so he became sin for us. And the other fact, in a very real sense, because of, his, of the substitutionary nature of Jesus' death, his death was our death. And when a person believes in Jesus, they are baptized into the death of Jesus. That's straight out of Romans chapter 6. And this is one of the things that, that is even kind of hard to understand sometimes. How, how can I be dead to sin when I'm still tempted to sin? Um, but we are united to Christ in our death, in his death. And we have no other ground to claim the right to enter through salvation's door. This is again Mark Rubeck. Um, and into the presence of God than the fact that full payment was in the death of Christ for our sin. Okay? This is simply fact. And we have to rely on that. We have to believe it. We have to you, you burn that into our hearts. That a believer's sinful nature was cru- is being crucified with Christ and renders sin powerless to hold control over us. Period. That's, an, that's a wonderful truth when we can wrap our brains around it and, and when we can genuinely accept it. And that, that is a work of the Holy Spirit. That is the, the Holy Spirit working in us and, in, and, and through Scripture, through counseling, through um, you know, wise believers, and through learning more and more about our faith and, and, and about our God. I love uh, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's objective truth. So we live a life of death to sin. We also have to live a life of death to self. Like I said, um, take up your cross, deny yourself and follow me. Deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. And we'll get into that more in another in another episode. But we, you know, we when we crucify our sinful desires, we're crucifying ourselves, and we are dead to our our sin. We're dead to our our old self. Finally, we got to walk in the spirit. And um, for the flesh to be conquered, it's not just death being enough. It it's a new life that has to come in to play. Um, Romans it says in in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Okay? Nature abhors a vacuum. You know, and... You Truer know, words were never spoken. Yeah, nature ab- <laughs> absolutely... Ab- All you got to do to learn that, just watch Star Trek. Star <laughs> Trek will show you how nature... <laughs> in fact, watch uh, uh, Star Trek um, Strange New Worlds. It's a really impressive show. Okay. Or try thinking about nothing. Pardon me? Try thinking about nothing. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, but Jesus, another fact is that Jesus was raised from death to life. And we're united with him in his death, so we are united to Christ in his resurrection. Isn't that cool? Yeah, we're, we, we may not all wrap our brains around united to him in his death, but we certainly understand the idea of being um, joined with him in his resurrection, united with him, because we 
we come to a new life. That's the beauty I love about the the uh, dunking baptism over just sprinkling. There's nothing wrong with sprinkling baptism, but it's a it's a physical act of going down and being dead and being raised into uh, you know when you come out you're a new creature you are new in Christ and twice in Romans chapter six we're told if we have if we've been united with him in in a death like his we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his for in the, now if we died with Christ we believe that he will also we will also live with him. At the moment of our belief, we are baptized into Christ by the Holy Spirit. And we are united in Jesus by his work on the cross and united in his resurrection. That's just cool. That's just powerful and wonderful to know. And we're saved from death, the death of sin, and we're given a new life in the Spirit. I keep saying that, you know, but that's an amazing thing. That's wonderful. And that's how we have victory in our lives over the flesh is that we, we have to know and and a, a work of the Holy Spirit in this will, will show us that we are dead to sin, we are dead to ourselves, but we have to be honest. We have to be honest where we're, uh, where we're struggling because that if we're not honest, if we hide things, that's what gives the enemy a foothold. Being honest with yourself is, is not easy. Mm-hmm. Stripping everything away and, and coming to the bare truth of it is a hard thing to do, but it's very um, the truth. The truth will set you free, mm-hmm. as they say. It. Yeah. Well, and and especially in a world um, that it's always that preaches that it's always somebody else's fault for what you do. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's all. It's real easy um, to to look at. You know. What comes to mind last last episode we talked about that I went to see the Barbie movie, mm-hmm. and um, how the Barbie uh, the uh, the Barbie doll has created body image problems for so many young women, and I understand that I, I understand and 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 I can't fully relate even though men deal with body image um, issues also, it's just not as much a thing that we talk about as 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 young women do, um, but at some point. You got to kind of stop blaming the Barbie and realize that you're, it is your own thinking mm-hmm. and that Christ can change the way you, that, that could be very much a, a stronghold in someone's life, but accept the fact that okay, somewhere along the line, you, you accepted that as truth when it's not true and that, and, and you can move on from there. I'm probably going to get myself in trouble with, with a lot of feminists for, <laughs> for saying something <laughs> like that, but it's the truth. That when we grant the Holy Spirit fullness of control in our lives and in our hearts, is when the victories begin. It's when the strongholds become start being torn down. And whether it's you know a, a, a sexual you know a sexual addiction or a body image issue or something, that sooner or later we have to simply accept the fact that we are willfully part of it, or that we have done something wrong in that. And allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. A life of holiness is the best defense against our enemy. And but we will never go unopposed. Amen. 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 So you know, as we're as we serve a loving heavenly Father, we we are genuinely seeking a life of holiness as we serve Him. And we can we will not go unopposed, but 
the sinful nature is going to resist us. That's what we're talking about. The, our, our warfare with the flesh. I know I've gone down probably six other deer trails and rabbit holes, <laughs> but that's what the focus is, is that we, we wrestle with, the, with this, our sinful nature. We wrestle with the flesh. And that's just what it does. It, 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 it opposes us. But we can reach a point where the, that in Christ, and that point of entire sanctification where the sinful nature is defeated, and we no longer have that desire to sin, but to walk in Christ. As you grow and you walk, you'll defeat it. And when you walk in the Lord, you, just, you have to walk in honesty. You have a, a walk of death to sin as well as yourself. And you have to have a walk. You walk in the Spirit. Glory to God. Uh, let's, let's pray. Holy God, we pray in the name of Jesus that everyone listening to this um, podcast right now, Lord God, that you will work, do a work in their lives. Father, increase your Holy Spirit in each one of them. Lord God, pour your Spirit out on them. Let them see how much you love them. Let them truly feel the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Lord, if they're dealing with strongholds, if they're dealing with sin, or if they're dealing with so many just regular trials that we walk through each day, let them know your presence in their lives. Let them know the power of God in their lives, Lord. And let them grow in you. And let them be a light to others. We lift this up to you, Lord God, and we pray it in the name of Jesus, our holy Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining us today. And we'll be back again. <laughs> Just true. Uh, hopefully we'll get a little more goofy um, at some point. But We need a little goofy. <laughs> for Joyce Adams, I'm Pastor Chris Graveson. This is Coffee, Bacon, and Other Sacred Things. And remember, God smiles when he sees you.